0: So you're past those first six weeks. If you had a C-section, hopefully you're driving again. And many say that the first six weeks are the hardest on the sleep deprivation front.
1: Yeah, can you hear those circadian rhythms? Those what? Well, around this time, your baby starts to develop his natural circadian rhythms, which is the process that helps regulate his sleep-wake cycle. Oh, sounds like good news. We'll be chatting more about sleep later in the programme. Yes, we're keeping to the basics this week. Sleep and poo. It may feel like that sums up your life right now. Yes, add in feed and repeat and you're pretty much there. So let's kick off with hearing about your baby's development. What's
2: happening
0: for baby? You may have noticed your baby has lost his curled-up newborn look and is starting to look like a real little person. He's likely to appear more steady and alert when you hold him upright.
1: The wobbly head won't need quite so much supporting now and when your little one is on his tummy, he may be able to lift his head and chest for a moment or two, sort of almost as if he's doing a mini press-up.
0: <laughs> yeah, Joe Wicks, eat your heart out. This all helps him learn to control his head, which is an important milestone for him. So do make sure you give your baby plenty of tummy time to build up those muscles.
1: Have you noticed when you speak, someone's starting to listen to you? And we're not talking about your partner, although hopefully they are too. (laughs) (laughs) But your baby may stop and look around and then focus on you or might even interrupt a feed to listen to you. Keep on talking to him, repeating his coos and his noises.
0: Yes, and you aren't going completely mad if you find yourself describing what you're doing as you move around the house. This is actually really comforting for him and it also helps with his language development.
1: Yeah, but it's never too early to start reading with him. I used to love doing this. Yeah, I did too. I think for my own entertainment as much as my babies. Yeah. I mean, I found that my babies could even tolerate me reading an interiors magazine if I made my voice go up and down enough
0: having for you okay don't all groan at once but dare i mention the w word uh are you talking about work <laughs> yes sorry if you're planning to go back to work whether in a few months or a year it's never too early to think about childcare. good nurseries often have long waiting lists so the sooner you start looking the better
1: no rest for the wicked you might only just be getting to groups of breastfeeding and we're already talking about going back to work
0: I know it's harsh isn't it but you may have more flexibility if you're considering using a childminder or hiring a nanny even if you're planning to work from home you may want to book care for your baby to give yourself some extra
1: time to get on with a day job. Finding childcare you feel is a good fit can take a while but I think you know when you found the right one. I remember visiting about three nurseries and then thinking this is the one I think my child will feel happiest in.
0: Yeah you do, you really do know it. I think sometimes recommendations are a really good idea because whoever's making the recommendation probably knows you too so sometimes they'll know the childcare which is going to be a good match for you
1: oh yeah that's a good point the other thing you might be noticing around now is baby bragging ah yeah <laughs> hopefully your friends or antenatal group is filled with realistic and honest mums but for some reason there's always the parent whose baby is already sleeping through and has no problem with feeding and can practically sit up already and they've persuaded themselves, they're so strong, they'll be walking by next week. Yeah, yes, it sounds very familiar. Um, the thing to remember here is
0: that all babies develop at their own pace. And there's no need to worry if a friend's baby reaches certain milestones first, because it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to get a higher grade at A-level. <laughs> no, it
1: doesn't. <laughs> Or you may be resisting the whole mum-chums experience. I mean, it's not for everyone. I had a friend that just did not want to do any groups. But I think if you search around, you can find your people. And sharing your experiences with others who are going through the same thing as you at the same time can be invaluable when you have a baby.
0: Yeah, I really agree with that. Too
1: embarrassed to ask. So in this week's Too Embarrassed to
0: Ask, we answer the question... It feels like every other baby is starting to sleep at night much more than my baby is. Am I doing something wrong?
1: Can you remember wondering that, Claire?
0: Oh my gosh, Lucy, yeah, I can so remember this. And I can remember feeling completely dumbfounded when someone told me that their baby was sleeping through the night. And I was still getting up about three times a night. <laughs> yeah. And then I realised that their night was like much shorter than mine. They'd counted sleeping through as being from 11pm to 5am.
1: Oh, So that
0: was still more than my baby was doing. But I did feel reassured like, with the fact that I was, I was working on a different plan for the night.
1: <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Different interpretation of sleeping through there as yeah. well. I felt that some people had these really strict routines and their babies are sleeping through the night so quickly.
0: Yeah, the good news is that I suppose between six weeks and eight weeks, which is now, your baby will probably sleep for shorter spells during the day and longer periods at night. He still needs to wake up to feed during the night, he'll have more deep sleep and less of that sort of light sleep.
1: It's possible that your baby may sleep through the night as early as eight weeks old, but every baby is different, and it's more likely your nights will be interrupted for at least the first few months. If your aim is to get your baby to sleep through the night, encouraging clear habits from the start will help. Personally, I was a routine kind of mum, and with my first, it really worked. She slept through from this point. But second time around, my son fell asleep well, but he woke up in the night, so I don't know know. what works
0: okay so let's go with the top three tips for sleep in week seven
1: yeah hopefully this won't send you off to sleep these tips are for your baby remember (laughs) not you
0: yeah any excuse to fall asleep right now eh (laughs)
1: yeah so first up is recognizing the signs that mean he's tired
0: okay so during your baby's first three months the signs he's sleepy will include rubbing his eyes flicking his ear with his hand faint dark circles under his eyes, um, whining and crying, staring blankly into space, yawning and stretching a lot, losing interest in people and his toys and then becoming kind of quiet
1: and still. Yeah, and he may also turn his face away from moving objects or people or bury his face in your chest.
0: Yeah, and if you spot these or any other signs of sleepiness, try putting your baby down in his cot or Moses basket. Don't worry, you'll soon come to recognise your baby's daily rhythms and patterns and spot the cues that means he's ready for a nap.
1: At number two, we have show your baby the difference between night and day.
0: Once your baby is about two weeks old, you can begin
1: to show him the difference between night and day. In the daytime, when he's alert, change his clothes when he wakes to help him understand that it's the start of a new day. Play, talk and interact with him as much as possible and make daytime feeds social. So chat and sing as you feed him. Keep the house in his room light and bright. Let him hear everyday sounds like the radio or washing machine and wake him gently if he nods off during a feed.
0: Yep, yeah, and then at night time, change him into a sleep suit to mark the beginning of his nighttime routine and show him that it's the end of the day. Try not to speak to him when you feed him and keep the lights and noises low.
1: All of this should help your baby to understand that nighttime is for sleeping. And lastly, give your baby a chance to fall asleep on his own. Some experts advise against rocking or feeding your baby to sleep, but it's up to you to decide what routine best suits you and your baby. If you want to establish a consistent bedtime routine, it's a
0: good idea to adopt the same strategy every night. But bedtime routines are probably a few more weeks away at the moment, around the three-month mark, I would say.
1: Yeah. Getting your baby to sleep and stay asleep is one of the biggest challenges of early parenthood. Fortunately, we can help you sidestep the most common sleep mistakes parents make and improve your chances of a good night's sleep.
0: Yes, we love a list. And here is another one. The top six sleep mistakes.
1: We do love a list. Okay,
0: at number one, setting your expectations too high. Yes, you've probably heard about babies that sleep through the night at eight weeks or take two hour naps twice a day. It's hard not to wonder why your
1: baby isn't following suit. Oh, yeah. And it's gutting. (laughs) But it's important to understand all babies are different and waking up at night is perfectly normal and very common. Most babies are not able to sleep through the night without a feed until at least three or four months old. Many babies wake for nighttime feeds until they're at least six months old, so you're not alone. At number two,
0: it's putting your baby to bed too late. This is a little bit further down the line once you're trying to establish a bedtime at about three months. You might think that keeping him up late
1: means he'll become more tired and he'll eventually fake out. But overtiredness is not your friend. Overtired babies find it more difficult to fall asleep and stay asleep. They tend to wake up earlier than if they went to bed at a more reasonable hour. Yeah, it's much better to have a bedtime routine in place and
0: stick to it. Don't wait until your baby's yawning and rubbing his eyes to put it into action.
1: Okay, number three, we have relying on motion to send him off to sleep. Ah. (laughs) Yeah. Have you ever breathed a sigh of relief as your baby snoozes in his car seat or baby swing? And that can provide you with a well-deserved break, but it's best not to fall into the trap of relying on motion to get your baby to fall asleep. It's completely impractical to have to take your baby out for a drive every night, isn't it?
0: Yeah, we all know of a couple who fell into this trap, don't we? Um, Yeah. You know, spent hours driving around at night in the mean streets to get their kids off to sleep. But yeah, a bit of a nightmare.
1: Yeah, it's fine to use motion to soothe your baby if he's upset or fussy, but I wouldn't make it a part of your regular bedtime routine. No.
0: And at number 4 overstimulating your baby before bedtime. You may have put a mobile above your baby's cot for comfort, but beware the rotating toys, sounds mm. and lights. They can be a distraction. Yeah, ironically, watching them may keep him awake rather than actually teaching that it's nighttime, unfortunately.
1: Also remember the sleep safety rule. A clear cot is a safer cot, so beware right. of any mobiles or toys that he could grab. They might pose a risk. It's much better to put your baby to sleep in a darkened room too.
0: Oh, yes. I got obsessed with blackout blinds and those blackouts on suctions. Oh, yeah. You ever use those? Yeah. And you can put them up on any window. And yeah. I highly recommend them.
1: They're brilliant. But don't worry about him being afraid. He's far too young to have developed any nighttime fears.
0: Oh, yeah. The monsters under the bed bit. That comes later, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right now, blackness
1: is just another message that it's bedtime and sleep time. As you get close to bedtime, it's worth winding your baby down with relaxing rather than energetic games lullabies, gentle nursery rhymes that'll calm him and help him to understand that it's time to sleep. Yeah
0: don't invite exciting shouty over enthusiastic auntie over for bedtime and expect it to run smoothly.
1: (laughs) No. Okay number five skipping your baby's bedtime routine. With a baby you might assume that a routine consisting of a book, cuddle and a lullaby isn't necessary just yet or maybe you just feel too tired some days to continue with it.
0: Yeah but having a series of lovely calming activities before bedtime is important as it does prepare your little one for sleep. You can create
1: any routine you like for your baby. Did you have any unusual additions, Claire?
0: Well, no, not really. We just, we started a thing of three books every evening, which was fine um, when they were sort of cardboard and about four pages long. (laughs) But as they've got longer, I've started to regret
1: them. And now we're on to Harry Potter. I'm like,
0: oh no, (laughs) imagine. When
1: will it end? (laughs) We've got that routine too. (laughs) We can be up all night with these ones. I think at this newborn stage, it's bath, cuddle and book. And then bed, I think we'd done it all by 6.30 because we found that actually you could almost miss their sleep window, even pushing it back to about seven.
0: Yeah. And a tip that I've heard is to try to do your evening feed at the start of your bedtime routine rather than at the end. I mean, this is something I've learned subsequently because I have to admit <laughs> I used to do it at the end. So, yeah, your baby doesn't like then associate feeding with sleeping. And this may help him to settle himself if he wakes up again during the night. So, it's a good it's one, to... but
1: that takes strength of mind, doesn't it? It really does. It's really tempting to just let them drift slowly off at the end of a feed. But that is a good tip. Finally,
0: at number six of top sleep mistakes, we've got not being
1: consistent with your baby. Oh, right, yes. So encouraging longer periods of sleep is about small cues and picking up on your baby's signs, but sometimes they get missed or you decide to take an easier route, like feeding your baby off to sleep. Being consistent will reap you rewards, though, won't it? It will. What do you expect this
0: week? So, no doubt it's a regular subject of conversation in your house, the old poo chat.
1: <laughs> yeah, first it's the shock of the meconium and then the runniness, the explosions where you just can't believe that one small thing can produce so much poo. Yeah, we could
0: talk about this all day, but someone who knows even more about poo than we do is Chess, our poo expert, I mean, <laughs> our antenatal teacher.
2: What's normal for your baby's poo can depend on how you're feeding. As you're baby's digestive system settles and becomes more efficient, you're likely to notice a drop in the frequency of poos. If you're exclusively breastfeeding or feeding its breast milk only, you're probably used to your baby producing fairly frequent, fragrant, saffron-coloured loose poos, reminiscent of korma sauce, sometimes with what looks like seeds or grains in it. Formula-fed babies tend to have firmer, smellier poos than breastfed babies more of a peanut butter consistency and a lighter brown although the the colour can range from yellow tan brown or green depending on which formula you're using from around six to eight weeks so very much around now it's normal for babies to poo less frequently perhaps every three days or once a week you'll soon get used to your baby's new poo pattern babies can make a bit of a fuss about pooing (laughs) without it meaning that they're constipated so they may strain be red-faced or even crying but that doesn't mean they're constipated if the actual poo is passing okay and is normal looking so that means you know normal for a breastfed poo is going to be slightly different from a formula fed poo if it's really hard and looks like rabbit droppings then it's it's kind of a, a suggestion that your baby is constipated constipation is unusual in breastfed babies Um, it's more common in formula fed babies so if you are formula feeding and you think your baby is constipated the first thing to do is check that you're mixing the formula correctly using the scoop that is supplied with the formula that you're using make sure you're doing it in the right order so you've got measuring the water first and then adding the scoop and leveling it off with a knife so that it's a proper amount um, as measured according to the instructions if you're formula feeding you could consider giving your baby a drink of cooled boiled water between feeds if your baby is constipated other things that you can try if your baby's constipated a warm bath might help bicycling your baby's legs might help Massaging your baby's tummy clockwise, so you're massaging in the same direction as their bowel is going. Um, Also activity, so maybe a bit of tummy time for your baby might help. So if you're worried about your baby's poo, you might be wondering when you need to seek help from a GP or health visitor. So you need to seek help if your baby's poos are hard, if they're large and difficult to pass or smaller like rabbit droppings. If your baby's tummy is hard and she's off her feeds, that suggests that the poo's not moving as it should be. If there's diarrhoea, there's watery, frequent and larger amounts of diarrhoea and it's lasting longer than a day. Also, if there's blood in the poo, if it's obvious red blood or, or black, black could be old blood. Also, if your baby's poos are very pale, these are all signs that you need to seek some help for your baby.
0: Thanks to Chess for clearing that up. I mean, not literally, obviously.
1: If you want a poo guide and to not only look at your own child's poo, but also other babies' poo, then check out the Baby Centre slideshow.
0: Yes, it is as good as it sounds. Baby Centre, holding your slightly sticky hand through all poo possibilities. Link in the show notes. So that brings us to an end for this week. We should remind you that the podcasts don't replace medical advice and you should speak to your own doctor or health visitor if you have any concerns.
1: We hope you stay well, stay healthy, and look forward to a newborn week eight next week. Bye. Bye bye. Thanks so much for
0: listening to the Parent Pod. If you'd like more expert advice and information, chat to others at your stage of pregnancy or get emails tailored to you and your baby. Download the BabyCentre app now or visit babycentre.co.uk. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Just search for BabyCentre UK. All the info we cover in each episode is linked in our show notes. If you loved our podcast and found it useful, please rate and review The Parent Pod wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to share it with your partner and friends.